Welcome to Mishtabrura Yomi. Today we're learning Simon Ayin, 70, and deals with the laws of who is Potter, who is exempt from reciting the Krishma. There are five Sifim in this Simon, and it's found on page Kuv Dalid. Noshim va'avadim paturim ikrishma b'neshu mitzvah grama. Number one are women and slaves are exempt from Krishma because it says mitzvah sasheshes It's a time-bound mitzvah, as in we have very defined times of when one is supposed to recite it. However, but it's important to teach them to be makabel, to accept upon themselves the yoke of heaven. At least say the first Pasuk. Says our, um, it says the Mishnah down below, there's not even a rabbinic injuncture to say the Krishma. Therefore, by extension, they're also exempt from the, law, the blessings of Krishma. Because there's a specific time for them. However, and they are obligated to say because those were recite those were said and excuse me instituted to recall Yitzhak Mitzrayim. The Im Kain, the male of Tzvichim Smoke Ula Tzvila, the Tzvila Chavez Kalakaman, Kain Kasamagan Avram. Now here's the interesting thing. There's a debate whether one has an obligation to recite to recite to mention the miracle of the Geula, of the Exodus at night. If you are of the opinion there is no requirement to uh we mention and remember the Geula, the Exodus at night, so you've turned this mitzvah of Zechir Sutiyas Mitzrayim into a mitzvah cessatious mangrama, time-bound mitzvah, because it only applies at certain times. Whereas if you think, no, it applies all the time, so then a woman's hot, obligated. But if you think, no, it's not at night, so then a woman is not obligated in it, or at least not obligated except for Midra Banan, which is what he says. The Chen Kasev is for Yeshua's Yaakov, However, the Shagas Aryeh has a very interesting Chiddush, and he says that one can perhaps argue that even if you believe that one has an obligation to mention and remember Mitzrayim, both during the day and at night, it could be two independent mitzvahs. There's a mitzvah to remember it during the day, and a second mitzvah to remember it at night, which would imply that it's a mitzvah cessation mangrama. It's not that there's a constant mitzvah to remember the time, both by day or by night, but rather there's one in the day, one at night. Now that we've um, prescribed it, a specific time for it, or we've circumscribed when it should be said, so then it, we've turned into a mitzvah cessation mangrama. So however you slice it, according to Shagasari, whether you believe it doesn't exist at night, or it does exist at night, but it's independent to the day, then women are going to be exempt on a level of the Orisa and only obligated on a rabbinic level. Um, so what about, now we're basically, the Mishnah is on his kick now of trying to figure out which mitzvahs, which part of Davin is a mitzvah says Shizman Grama. What about Pesukah de Zimra? So he says Pesukah de Zimra, why is it established? It was established in order to, um, 
to prepare us for tefillah. That we say the right all these this tehillim and we get ourselves in the right proper mindset for tefillah. And since a woman's obligated in tefillah, memela she's also obligated in pesukah de zimra. In came a memela chayavas, which is actually interesting because um, because uh, the Ravad Yosef in a he argues that tefillah itself. If you look in the Rambam, the Rambam says that there's the set the tefillah, this obligation to daven every day. But how many times and and when is and all that? That was rabbinic. And then he goes on to say as follows: that now that we've set a specific time for davening, that turns the tefillah shachar into a mitzvah sheshes zman grama because you can once you miss the uh, the time, then you no longer can daven shachar. If that's true, says the Rabbi Yosef says Chavavadia. Tefillah shachar says a mitzvah says man grama mela a woman's gonna be potter from it and therefore he passes a woman shouldn't say the brachos of 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 shachar. she shouldn't say brach shomar she shouldn't say yishtabach because um their mitzvah says man grama and according to the Svardi tradition women cannot elect to make brachos on mitzvahs they are exempt from however the mishnah is taking a different approach and he's saying no pesuk the zimra is there for tefillah a woman's obligated in tefillah and therefore she's obligated pesuk the zimra or a birchas shachar where the brachos in the morning. So So that comes an interesting discussion which we saw earlier on, and that is what, this that we make all these different brachas in the morning. We thank God for giving us understanding between day and night. We thank God for hearing the you know, the rooster crow. We thank God for lots of things. Is it that we are commanded to thank God once a day, or is that we're commanded to uh, thank God on these things? And it happens to be that for whatever reason, it developed already way back a thousand years ago that we only just do it in the morning. But it's not about the command to do it every single day. So if you say... If you say that no, it's a commandment once a day just to remember these sort of things, whether or not we experience them. How many of us actually heard the rooster crow? Remember, Salvage has a beautiful essay on this, by the way, in, in the book Thanksgiving, the Amir um, Chasachar. So then, if, then he, what he, you're saying it's not a, it's not about bless, uh, thanking God for actually experiencing the rooster crow. And it just happens to be we do it in Shul for whatever reason because people didn't know how to do it at home or whatnot. But rather, no. The same way that every morning we make a we make certain brachos, we say certain things, we make certain shevachs. In general, thank you, God, for in the creation having roosters crow. So too, thank you, God, for in the creation having X, Y, or Z, which is why perhaps a, someone who's blind can make the bricha on Pekech Evrim because you're thanking God for the existence of sight. So then it's not t- tied to Zman. It's tied to that every day engenders a new obligation to thank God for these sort of creations, whether or not we experience them. But what does that mean? That means that their mitzvah is mangrama, they're time-bound to that day. So it says, the women are obligated So even, this goes in the way, this is almost all academic. Because at the end of the day, it's best for a woman to make all these brachos. Why would you say Krishma is a brachas? Because the Pasuk says you say it when you go lay, lay down and when you get up, which we discussed um, what exactly that means. But it suffices it to say there's a prescribed time. So when the Ramah says it's, it's best, Nachonu, excuse me, when the Shokhnarach says Nachonu, it's best to teach them to at least Mikabla Machashamayim, that implies that they're actually potter, it's just the correct thing to do. The Bach disagrees, but I think it's a good read, and the uh, Mishnah Burr is a good read. When he says Nachonu, he didn't say they, they should, doesn't say, it, doesn't, it doesn't say they have to, it says Nachonu, the correct thing to do is.
Shemayim, we say we're not last to a little um payrush to come as machaber call parsha rishon. For how is it love? I'll call upon him call pasuk rishon. I will belavush mash the gam come as machaber who rock pasuk rishon. So this that the Rama adds on, you should say at least the, the first pasuk is he coming to, to limit what the shulchan aruch says. The shulchan aruch says they, they should makabel malchus shemayim. He means the first parsha, and the Rama says nah, not so much, just the first pasuk. Or is he just explaining what he's saying? And there, even the shulchan aruch agrees to the first pasuk. Okay, back up there to base. Uh, a katan before he hits the, the age of chinuch as exempt. Uh, in Rashi says even once he gets to the age of chinuch, so long as he's he's a katan a minor, he's exempt from kreishma. Why? Because oftentimes they're not they're not around during the times of kreishma, and the, and the shulchan aruch says what's best to act even though they're exempt to try to orchestrate it that they are around for the kreishma. Six or seven, the father has obligation to teach him. just like in every other mitzvah. And they should read it with all the brachas as well. The first pasuk, the, the first thing a father teaches kid is in the Torah uh, of Moshe, but also then to go out to teach him the Shema Yisrael Shema Kedush It's one of the first things we teach our children. Fine. Uh, the often in the morning that they're not around. That's why he's exempt. And he says it's best that we should we should act like Rabbi Natan, meaning to say we should our kids we should teach our kids even though they're not Gila Chinuch. It makes most sense like Rashi that when the kids not it's because the kid's not going to be around at night he's going to sleep and in the morning they'd be still sleeping in therefore he's exempt. It's best that you should find a way in order that your kids should still say it. Um, but tefillah, everyone does say you have to say it. Good. Last one is Gimel. Akonis a basula, one who mar- gets married to a basula, a virgin. For the first three days of the marriage, if they don't consummate their marriage, then they are exempt. Because he's very concerned what's going on. But that's only, this is quoting the Gemara, but then he adds on, this is only back then. But nowadays, no one actually concentrates very well. Then you got the, the, the guy, even though he's, he's, his mind's elsewhere, he can pause for a moment and say, Krishma, find the Kaman, Im Shikar Yukar Krishma. And there are more, look later on in Sadi Tess in 99, what we say about someone who's drunk or drank, or how we define drunk. We'll also have to see if they can recite Krishma. Habasula says the Mishtaburum Neshu Tarid Tirda de Mitzvah Shemachi al Auskhabasulam. So it's very important to add, to add on here that this that he's busy and he's, his mind is elsewhere and he's 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 he's, he's Tirda, it's a Tirda de Mitzvah. The Gemara points out already, you say anyone who has uh, a big shipment coming in uh, for their business and they're very concerned, maybe the ship will sink. Are they exempt from mitzvahs? The Gemara says, no, it's only someone who's a Tirda de Mitzvah. The very Torah, they vary their minds elsewhere because of a mitzvah. Mashkinki Bamana Lo Tarid. You get married on Wednesday afternoon. You have three days and four nights. Ba'ad 
And once you pass three days, we assume the per- there's a certain comfortableness that sets in. And even if one the the mice doesn't happen, you know, they're, they're, then the person's not as tired, not as tired. It came to cry over. So she got lost. Mice, it's the aishalachach min hadaver ain't a tired klal. Or he adds on a different way that once three days pass, nothing happens, and the person just gives up. And then he adds on, this is very important, that nowadays we don't follow this. Nowadays, when we don't really have the best kavana, so then we not only are obligated to say Krishna, we also have to daven. If you don't do it, it looks like Yura. It looks like arrogant. Oh, look at that guy. He thinks he's such a tzaddik that he can concentrate to the extent that they were did in the times that we've shown him that he doesn't have to, he thinks he doesn't have to daven because he's, he's tarred by mitzvah. Someone who's a little drunk can read and daven. Because nowadays we don't concentrate. But if he's not able to stand in front of a king, we'll have to define what that means. So then, then he's not allowed to um, daven at all until it starts to wear off. This is an important halacha. It comes up in certain times when people have kiddushes. Uh, Kiddushes during davening and kiddushes at certain points, one has to be careful not to drink the, the, the amount where that would they be exempt or not allowed to daven. I wish you all a wonderful day.